It's your Locked On Flyers podcast for Monday, September 12th, your daily dose of Flyers news, analysis, and high quality content that is really interested in how the Flyers are attempting to market the team this year. We've been wondering that for months. We'll get into it on today's show. Your Locked On Flyers, your daily podcast on the Philadelphia Flyers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, once again, I am Rachel Donner. You can find me on Twitter at rmiriam. I'm here with Russ Cohen, who's on Twitter at Sportsology. Thanks for making us your first listen every day. You can follow us on Twitter at Lockdown Flyers to keep up to date on all the Flyers news and our episodes. You can also email the show at LockdownFlyers at gmail.com. We are doing a mailbag this week, so get those questions in. On today's show, we are going to talk about that John Tortorella Sirius XM interview and get a little bit more into the national TV broadcast schedule. And then we're going to dig into kind of the flyer sales and marketing side of things and talk about what they've done so far and how we think they could go about marketing the team this year. Locked on Flyers is free and available on all your favorite podcasting platforms, Apple, Spotify, Odyssey. Hit that subscribe button to get all of our episodes here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Plus, we're over on YouTube, so subscribe over there as well. Russ, uh, we talked a little bit last week and, you know, over the course of the summer about John Tortorella and his attitude toward this team. They aired an interview of him on Sirius Radio, and I think that it pretty much was not a surprise to me, anything that he said, based on what he's been saying since he took the job, that he was excited about it, but he really recognized what all the issues were with this team. So him saying that he has major concerns about the room, well, yeah, the team was bad last year. Yeah, I mean, no no doubt we knew that those concerns were there, but I think the fact that after the talks that the concerns were there, that's where I think this becomes a little bit of a shot at Chuck because he didn't really do anything else with the team and is now letting John walk into a locker room that he knows there's trouble with. Like, that's something where they're not both um, in lockstep. Even if they are in lockstep, Chuck didn't do anything about it by at least making it better before the season started. And that that's the first part. And then the second part is, I think this is John's way of letting the fans know that players will be accountable. Cause I know that was a big thing and they probably read it on a lot of different reports. They probably, you know, were sending things out to the fans to, to get their you know perception of what the season was like. And they probably got that on a lot in a lot of different ways as feedback. So I think as a result, yeah, I, I think he wanted to make that clear, but this is also a message to Chuck, like, hey, um, if the season doesn't start well and there's guys that I've told you about that I don't think should be here, do something about it. I think that's completely fair. And that to me, when he's talking about, you know, things aren't good in the locker room and he's ta- and he's talked to the players about some of it. I just think that he really is focusing on what has happened in the past. And and your point about sending a message that accountability is going to be different this year. 
is absolutely spot on. And this is just a way for him to communicate that. But I just would not have been shocked if, you know, I think I would have been more surprised, to be honest, if he had said, oh, there's some really good stuff going on in the locker room based on what people have said. And I also think that maybe some guys had the opportunity finally to talk to sort of an, somebody with a outside perspective and be frank about some things that maybe they weren't because they were just kind of letting last season ride out. Yeah, I think there's something to that. You know, we're also starting to get interviews and things we could talk about in other shows like Mike Yo is now starting to speak out and fine, whatever. It's all after the fact. At this point, mm -hmm. I have turned the page. I don't care about after the fact. I really only care about what's ahead. And, and I'm sure he's the same way. The only problem is it's hard to get players to completely do that. Sometimes there is leftover stuff that does seem to pop back up. Now, to John's credit, he's gotten most of the players to show up already um, before camp has started, which is something that I know the team wasn't happy about last year. That didn't really happen. That's great. All that means is, you know, they'll be there ready to go, which is what he wants. Doesn't mean it's going to make them better, but at least at some point it might make them more united. And I think, you know, that's his first step. Absolutely. And I agree with what he said about being not eager to name a new captain right away, because I think that sort of takes away the inevitability of, of maybe Jean Couturier getting the C. Cam um, Atkinson. Cam Atkinson or something like that, where it really says, oh, we have to prove ourselves as leaders here. This isn't a decision that's going to be made by default. There isn't right. an assumed next captain in the room. And I, I just think that's a really good approach to it, to be honest. I do, too. I thought that was, you know, we, we had talked about it. We felt like that was what we would do. Um, it's kind of odd that now I'm thinking the same way John Tortorella does. But it, <laughs> I probably do about dogs, too. And then I think it stops after that. But, you know, a couple circumstances. Yeah, uh, I know. It is very weird to feel like you have something in common with John Tortorella. But you can't go wrong with dogs, man. Dogs no. are the best. They are. Although I am a cat person, but I still think dogs are the best. I got them both. I got a rabbit. Like, uh, I, yeah. I'm with you on all of it. <laughs> all right. So I think that as far as Tortorella goes, we are actually, uh, I think in pretty good shape going into the season in terms of setting higher expectations. And I'm, I'm actually really excited for that aspect of things as camp gets going and just to see how different it is. And, and we'll be talking a lot more about that in the next couple of weeks as camp kicks off. I do want to circle back to something we touched on on Friday about the Flyers national TV schedule uh, we talked a little bit about how the opening game, the home opener versus the Devils, is an ESPN Plus Hulu exclusive, which is not ideal, I would say, for the Flyers, but it kind of is what it is, and people subscribe to a million things these days, but it does make it tough. It does make it tough. Um, and then there's some wackiness going on, too, that I don't get. Like that March 1st, it's on TNT, but it's not available in the local market. How? how why? I don't know. I think that is uh, a really confounding one uh, that you have to have TNT and there's no other way to watch it, uh, even if you can, you know, log in and authenticate. Since when is TNT is... blacking out stuff now? Like, this I don't is... know. 
See, this is, again, I, I have to rail a little bit. It's okay for the league to have other partners. Fine. Fans have gotten used to that. It's okay to even have some of these exclusives. Fine. I still don't think ever it should be on opening night. I think that was bad. Um, but I don't think it's okay when you have these other partners now blacking out everything. Like, hey, this is our game and our game only. It's like, you know, not everybody in the world is going to have access to TNT. And honestly, for that one game, nobody's going to sign up just for TNT. If that's the hope, then they're failing on that hope. If it's just because of advertising, I mean, again, I think it's short-sighted. I think there's better solutions. I think, honestly, the way it should go with those things are, hey, it's on TNT. You can still get the local broadcast in Philly and New York, but nowhere else. Otherwise, it's only on TNT. I don't understand why it can't be that. Yeah, I mean, from my perspective, since I live in New York, it's a relief to not have the New York local broadcast for that game. But that being said, I do understand the bigger picture of of what you're saying. Uh, but yeah, I think the other main observation that I have, and, and this is just kind of due to the nature of the pliers right now, is that all of the national national games, so the nine games that are on ESPN, TNT, ABC, the Flyers are the decided underdog in all these games. They're against some really tough opponents, including the Stanley Cup champion Colorado Avalanche, but they're facing the Lightning, the Pens, Minnesota, Boston, I just, I, I think it's going to be a really tough schedule for the Flyers on national TV. The the Hulu exclusive games are all against in division teams, and they have you know better chances against most of, in most of those games. But it's going to be tough. Going to be real tough. Yeah, there should be a limit to uh, on the in division stuff because like ESPN Hulu, that's all it is, and mm-hmm. and I think that does sort of take away from the fan also because. If they're not getting those games, they're missing a certain amount of those those matchups. Uh, you know, I see where at least on the other, it's a little mixed, but it's still probably eighty percent divisional. Yeah, I wish they kind of spread that out a little better. To be fair, nothing is in life is fair, as they say. All right, uh, we were going to discuss the Flyers' marketing and sales strategy heading into the season coming up next, and we're going to do some of that of our own. Russ, uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about Athletic Greens? Sure. Let's take a moment to talk about Athletic Greens. I started using Athletic Greens because I wanted better gut health, more energy, optimized immune system, and hated taking pills and vitamins. And I wanted a supplement that actually tastes great. With one delicious scoop of Athletic Greens, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food-sourced superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day right. The special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, a lot of things. It costs you less than $3 a day. You're investing in your health and it's cheaper than your cold brew habit. It's lifestyle friendly, whether you eat keto, paleo, vegan, dairy-free, or gluten-free. Athletic Greens contains less than one gram of sugar, no GMOs, no nasty chemicals, or artificial anything while still tasting good. Athletic Greens Supports better sleep quality and recovery. It also supports mental clarity and alertness. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop and a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D, 
and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash NHL network. I've been sort of stewing on what the Flyers have been doing so far this summer in terms of trying to get fans excited for the team next season, promotions they've been doing, social media posts they've been doing. And it's it's been a real tough road for them. And what I try to remember all the time is that the sales and marketing team has nothing to do with the on-ice product. And right. they just kind of have to take what they are given every year and try and fill the arena. And it's it's going to be really difficult for them. And I do not envy them. And I very much respect their jobs and what they do. And as somebody who has worked in marketing and communications, uh, not as a strategist or, you know, a creative person, but um, in that field, I, I do understand, you know, what the challenges are and how difficult it is to sell something that maybe isn't uh, what it could be, let's say, with the flyers. And um, I, I understand, you know, to some degree, especially with the social media aspect of things that pretty much every time they post something on Twitter or Facebook or whatever about a ticket sales promotion or something like that, they get a whole bunch of people commenting, sell the team, fire Chuck, you know, the team's yeah, that's... terrible. I won't go in. And I like, I do think fans have the right to do that, but I also like want to figure out where are we with this marketing plan for the year? Okay. So, Having spoken and know some season ticket holders, like as an example, like the Flyers pass, right? Sounds great. 99 a month for four games. Hey, that that might fill the arena better. But if you're a season ticket holder, now it sort of devalues the seats that I'm trying to sell because I'm not going to every game. And a lot of people can't go to every game and seats are expensive. And so while it's not the Flyers job to worry about um, the secondary market on their seats, it still is something that could get fans to not renew their season tickets because now they're getting stuck with more games and they can't go to all these games. And now they're paying, you know, going to have to pay that price of that lowered price, which is not what they want because they pay more. Yeah, I think that's a fair point about the Flyers pass. I do think, you know, outside of the effect it has on the secondary market, that it is a good opportunity because that turns out to $25 a ticket essentially mm -hmm. to go to four Flyers games a month, which is a pretty reasonable schedule. I think if you want to go to some games, but not all the games in a particular month, now you don't get to choose the games. They'll tell you what they are ahead of time. You don't get to choose where you sit because it's based on seat availability and they can just put you anywhere. You have to pay the premium of being a season ticket holder in order to guarantee a particular seat, which honestly totally makes sense right but I, I do think that it maybe could get some younger fans in the door who maybe couldn't afford the more expensive option uh and especially i i think with the flyers that's something they need sure but let's just say you know a bad team's coming in you have tickets you want to sell you know that that if this game's not sold out they person is probably going to buy the pass first because they can get three or four games for the price of your one game. You know what I mean? It does hurt you that way, but it does help like what you're saying, just to get some other fans in the, in the door. Like I get it. It's a, it's a fine line. Like there's definitely, it really is. It's a balancing act. There's no question about it. Um, you know, these throwback Thursdays, fine. I, I don't think they're going to do great 
Uh, I think there'll be one or two that might hit hit the note. You know, there's only so much old music, whatever reminiscing that you could do to get everybody's mind off of the fact that maybe the product's not what you want it to be. Uh, I don't mind getting caught up in nostalgia myself, but as an mm-hmm. example, I won't see Top Gun because I'm just tired of Top Gun. Uh, I'm just using that as an example, Rachel. I'm sorry if it's your favorite movie of all time. I'm just, it's just an example. Don't it's take not, it personally. I, yeah, I I don't know. I have opinions about being stubborn about particular pop culture things. But that being said, you know, I think that Throwback Thursdays, it is something. And I think, you know, they'll bring back some old players that show mm-hmm. some highlights. And mm-hmm. it should be a lot of fun, honestly. Um, mm-hmm. And they have a bunch of promo nights. Uh, I do want to talk about one in particular, the Star Wars night on December mm-hmm. 7th. The Flyers announced it by having a Kevin Weeks breaking news mm-hmm. post about it, which I thought was cute, but I think it did not go over well in many circles. No, I mean, you're always setting yourself up. I, I don't mind promo nights. I think there's a lot of fun with that. And if you get something free at the door, that always helps. I've been to like a Star Wars night or a couple of them. They're fun. I have no problem with them. I see there's one for Halloween. That's great. The Flyers Charities mm-hmm. game, even better. Um, those kinds of things uh, really work out. Uh, the Hockey Fights Cancer Pride Night, all good. It's kind of weird that Pride Night's at the end of the year. I don't understand. It always seems like... It's not at the end of the year. Oh, no, it's, it's not. I didn't January. need to refresh the page. Yeah, yeah. No, that's fine. That's a good one. Now, here's the one that I wonder about. Marvel Superhero Day. Who's going to be there? There are a lot of them that have passed on, as you know, Rachel. So, like, which... <laughs> oh, my God. Well, Iron I mean... will be there. R.I.P. Right. Captain America is not going to be there. Like, he's... Wait, of course we have a Captain America. He's dead. Is Captain America. Well, not yet. That movie hasn't come out. Yes, I know the is. series came out. Well, the series, but not a movie. He's and Captain so, America. I'm sorry. Okay, that's fine. So, so Captain America will be there. No Iron Man. Um, uh, who is the... still with us? Everybody's. There's so many. No, no. The guy that died in Endgame. He's not going to be there. You know the Iron android Man died in Endgame. No, no, no. But the uh, the android. This guy Vision. That... Yeah, he's he's not going to be there. Yeah, he died in Infinity War. Infinity War. But... Sorry. Oh, excuse me. <laughs> um, he's not going to be there. Uh. You know, there's going to be a few, but it'll, it'll be interesting. Like, will they have She-Hulk? Is that like, is She-Hulk gonna gonna be like? I'm wondering what I would is love these... that personally. I yeah, I haven't watched great. it yet, but I heard you give good reviews. I'm wondering what's the breadth of Marvel superheroes that we're going to get from that. That's what I wonder. Well, we'll see. We'll see. Um, I, I, you know, just in all seriousness, I think that <laughs> you know we we do need to talk about how to sell this team. And one thing that we have talked about that I think is really missing from what they have done so far is trying to sell the younger players. Like even some of these these ticket promos and everything and, you know, they're doing the nostalgia of the throwbacks, which again is fine. Totally understand that. But they should be mixing it in a lot more with, you know, really good, promos i think they've done it a little bit with wade allison but that's just you know with these behind the scenes videos that they posted but wade allison is a risky proposition to put your youth player it really is yeah i mean there's no guarantee of anything with wade allison other than he's a cool guy and he'll um Mm -hmm. he'll make you laugh 
with a video. That's true. So if that's what they were aiming at, okay, they, they got that. Here's what I would do. And, and this is just me. I'm not saying, you know, they would have to do this. They could add anything they wanted during the year. But you have a player like Sean Couturier, right, who's there for a long time. He's already beloved by the fan base. You know, why don't you have, like, Sean Couturier turn back the clock night? You know, you could you could have his dad there who was a former player. Uh, you could have fans maybe getting um, a shirt either from Drummondville or – you know, even just a younger Sean Couturier on the shirt. Like, I think it could be a fun thing of one of your premier players. You could do that. That's one way of at least trying to draw in, you know, these current players. And then as far as the youth, um, you know, I think they definitely should have had a youth-based night, whether it would be like um, 25 and under night, everybody 25 and under gets, you know, and maybe, uh, maybe, they get an autograph something or a chance to win an autograph something from all the Flyers players that are 25 and under, an autograph stick. You know, maybe mm-hmm. you get a shirt with those players, the 25 and under players. Like, to me, that's that's yeah, what you should be marketing here. That. I mean, yeah. I love that's the just whole, like, top this is head. your life option. Like, yeah, yes, right? With, that- like, for Sean Couturier, like, he'd be the perfect player yeah. for that, right? Mm-hmm. It'd be great. He's still pretty young, but at the same time, yeah. he's kind of an elder statesman now, which yeah. is weird. But um, he certainly could do like a "This is your life" and do like different aspects of his life and yeah. you know, one of his youth team teammates and all of that. I you think know, come would up be with a, a t-shirt ton. for the twenty-five and under crew and and mm-hmm. brand them as something. That's fine. That's yeah. something that Chuck wanted to push. Anyhow, that sort of has gone by the wayside as far as marketing goes, and I think. That's what fans can latch on to. Fans aren't going to latch on to, you know, guys who are signed for one or two years. Fans might latch on to, you know, a guy like Nick Delorier for, you know, his fighting ability for a couple of years, but that's going to get old. Fans would rather latch on to guys that they feel like they're still upside with that could help to bring them the team back into, you know, the promised land, into the playoffs. Well, this has been a, a lot of fun. I love some of the ideas that you came up with. And I think this is going to lead really well into our nemesis of the week coming up next. So, Russ, last week when we named our nemesis of the week, and if you're newer to the program, our nemesis of the week, we do this every Monday. And we just talk about, you know, what's bothering us in the world of the Flyers or hockey for the upcoming week. And last week was just brutal, where our fellow Locked On NHL hosts, we ranked the uniforms of all the different teams. Our fellow hosts let us down and put the Flyers in the bottom five of the league, which was just a a tragedy in so many ways. I am heartbreaking i'm very insulted again the flyers are not top five but they are not bottom five either they are somewhere in the top third of the league in my opinion but you know heading into this week of course like i said at the top of the show we've got rookie camp coming up and trying to figure out ways you know for the marketing team to come up with to to sell this team going into the season and i think we have some of that ourselves like how do we overcome some of the negativity of last season and be positive and try to find the good stuff about the team and expectations and high points that we can focus on for this upcoming season. And I think for me, that's part of the challenge, right? Is that I feel like 
I, I need to sell this team to myself in a lot of ways. And there are good things here, like we've talked about with some of the youth players. Yeah, so here's what I would do. Going into rookie camp, um, maybe do like a semi four-part little reality show with Zade Wisdom. Follow him at the airport. Get him to his hotel. See who he's rooming with. Follow him at dinner one night. Let him go through a couple days of camp. Talk to him before camp starts. Talk to him in the middle of camp. Talk to him when camp ends. See how close he feels like he is to making the team. See what he thinks he what Lehigh will be like. It ties in everything. Why wouldn't you do something like that? Yeah, I think, you know, getting to know some of these younger players and prospects that are either about to make the team for the first time or on the verge and maybe will mm -hmm. next year, just so that there's something, again, focusing on their development and positive steps forward that they make. Uh, one of the things that we've said again and again is bringing more highlights of those players into regular season games so we can keep yeah. track of them better. And I think if we get to know them on a more personal level during rookie camp and during training you. camp, it hooks you and you want, and you want to follow up on them over the course of the season. And if the team supports them through continued check-ins and, you know, or bringing them into games as guests when it's possible in mm -hmm. their schedules and show them in the press box and things like that. I think that would go a long, long way to, to helping not just, you know, the fans get in the doors and bringing more people in the doors, but also helps the fans watching at home have like specific positive things to focus on. Yeah. And it's more content. I think you have to create a lot of content around the team now to get people interested. People are used to watching videos and clips of things and everything else, whether they're TikToks or, you know, YouTube shorts and, you know, like five to seven minute, you know, episodes like I'm talking about, these kinds of things. People are used to doing this now. They're sort of almost trained to do this. It is built in. It, to me, it's like almost a, you should be doing this because this is what you're, what a lot of your fans are in tune to. And the others that aren't are diehards that are coming anyhow. So probably doesn't matter for them. Exactly. All right. It's going to be a challenge, but I have faith in us, Russ, that we can do this. And we're going to find a lot of good stuff to talk about this season. And we will. especially as rookie camp starts. So I hope you all follow along with us. Uh, wrapping up with our Flyers fun thing. One other thing that the team announced is their giveaway calendar, which is always some some fun stuff. I think my personal favorite on the list is the hot cocoa mug because I have an obscene collection of coffee mugs and I have about six times as many as a normal human being should have. So I definitely want that mug to add to my collection. Do you have a favorite? You know, it's interesting. I, I, I like the mug thing, but I have a deaf cat who ha happens to lock, knock a lot of things off the shelf. And so that's one of the um, things that she does knock off. Um, I like the cocoa mug a lot. I drink a lot of cocoa. I'm just going to keep my cat from destroying it. <laughs> yeah, there's also a Sean Couturier bobblehead. So maybe they could do that. This is your life promo for him on March 28th when they have. That'd be great. It's like in arena content. You know, yeah. Come in five minutes early. We've got something special for you instead of just blasting music, right? It'd be, people would sit down and watch it. Exactly. 
All right. That will do it for today's show. We will be back again on Wednesday where we are going to do a little bit of an in-depth rookie camp preview. Hopefully we'll have the roster for it by then. Plus we'll have your mailbag questions. So go ahead and send those in to us. You can email us at lockdownflyers at gmail.com. You can tweet us at lockdownflyers or you can comment over on YouTube. I'm Rachel. I'm on Twitter at R Miriam. That's R M I R I A M. I'm Russ. I'm at Sportsology, S P O R T S O L O G Y. You made us your first listen today. Now make your second listen Locked On NHL. Locked On experts give you a daily 30 minute podcast on all things NHL all year long. You can stay up to date on everything in the hockey world with Locked On NHL, your daily NHL podcast. Have a great day, everyone.